In a world of confusion and hot topics, we are all looking for answers. Welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation on relevant issues today. And here's your host, Tammy Hotzenpeller. Guys, well, welcome back to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. And guys, whether you're watching me right now on my YouTube channel or you're listening to us on my podcast, you are in for a treat today. I know a lot of you guys have been following me and you know that we're finishing up a book called Fasting for Miracles. And we talked about the power of fasting and prayer and how those are two spiritual disciplines that we bring together for our breakthrough that Jesus really did teach us how to have victory and miracles and breakthrough. And so we've been on a fast and I've invited a few girls into the uh, studio. I'm so excited. These are women that are friends and women that have had breakthroughs and miracle stories. So I wanted to share that with you. And Cynthia, first of all, thank you. Thanks for coming in. I'm so excited to be here. A little nervous, but I'm so excited to finally do this with you. I'm so glad you're here because every Sunday I see you and um, I hear you talk about your life and your kids and your family. And so I want to jump right in because I want our listeners to hear your story. But let's just talk. Let's set it up, first of all, because, you know, miracle is a funny word. You know, we kind of drop that word miracle all the time, like, oh, it was a miracle when it was just really something that happened you know like I've made mention before my husband made it home for dinner it's a miracle well well, no he just was hungry I want to make sure that our listeners understand miracles are things that only God can do that we literally have to come to the end of everything we have every resource every ability and we submit ourselves to God for our miracle our breakthrough our answer and you know I know in your life you journeyed on this fast I mean Mm -hmm. Was this your first fast? I mean, I've done Daniel fast. I've done, you know, little things here and there, but nothing to this, to this level. Yeah, yes. to, yeah. And I know I coached the church and I coached all of us to really have something you're believing God mm-hmm. for. So let's start with a little bit of your story. You came with a list of things that you wanted to work on. You're like, God, I need this in my life. I need this in my life. Tell us what you were fasting for. I mean, I always say my family is first and foremost, the most important thing to me. Um, you know, the journey of having my girls was not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you prayed for my oldest for me. So making sure I'm present in their life yeah. and enjoying today was the most important thing for me. Um, I am a type A, so I like to have everything planned out. That's what I do for work. Um, so I, I like to plan out as much as I can and adjust when needed and embrace for impact. And when you have kids, it's really hard to do that, mm-hmm. um, especially when you know they have different schedules, different personalities. Um, things change very quickly. You have husband and wife both working, and so having that communication um, to really be present when we're a family unit is mm-hmm. important. So for me, not multitasking, not putting on my you know grabbing my phone, checking my work emails. Uh, it was really important for me to to really fast about being present with my children yeah. because. They're growing too fast. Yeah, And you know what I love about that? And I want to say that to somebody listening right now, because so often, maybe if you pick up this book and you're like, I need cancer gone in my life. I need my husband to come home. He's left me. I need, and there's some huge miracle. So you're like, okay, I've got to fast for that. But listen to me, how many of us just need to fast on a regular basis for things like our life, mm-hmm. our responsibilities? And I'm saying to you right now, what I love about Cynthia, what you shared was when you went into this fast, you said, here are some things that I'm going to fast for. I'm going to give to God. I'm going to enter into this fast for my marriage, for my children to be present. Guys, listen, we are living in a multitasking age where if there's not a phone in our hand, there is some other device in our hand. We have multiple 
you know, things going through our head. Have you ever thought about fasting just to be present with your family? So talk to me about that. Okay, Ivan, the girls. Yeah. How did it go over those couple of weeks? I mean, I just, last week it was really, it hit full force. I, it was a crazy week. There was, the kids had stuff going on at school. Um, both my girls do dance competitively, so their schedules are starting to get ramped up. Um, work was really, really busy. But in the middle of that, you know, the one thing I do every single day that's consistent is I work out. Every night I'll get on the bike, I'll do my ride, and that's my time to kind of just unplug. Um, and it's just really kind of trying to hone down on my hypervigilancy of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And Thursday night I did my workout and I'm, I slipped in the shower. Very Something, you know, very mm-hmm. simple. Um, for those of you guys who do know me, I've broken two toes in the past well, six months ago, I broke one. I broke my foot about six years ago. So I've had issues mm. with my feet, mm. uh, to say the least. So as soon as I slipped, I felt a very sharp pain on my foot. And I said, no, please not again. Um, because, you know, when you have a broken limb or an injury, it really makes you slow down mm-hmm. and have to ask people for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and not you can't plan stuff out, to say the least. And so I immediately asked for prayers to make sure it wasn't, you know, it wasn't broken. I went and got x-rays. Doctor said doesn't look broken, but it's definitely bruised. We'll wait for the radiologist to confirm it. Um, during the week, I, I really I didn't work out. I tried to do stuff with the kids, mm-hmm. spend time, quality time with them at home and get rest. And then on Monday, um, I got confirmation that it wasn't broken. And for me, I think that was God's way of kind of making me slow down again mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you can't keep tabs on everything. Sometimes you just got to take a breath, take a step back and enjoy the moment. Yeah. And I think, you know, falling in the shower was just an, it's just an, a way for God to show me that he has a plan. Mm-hmm. I need to slow down and mm-hmm. I need to trust. Yeah. I need to trust that he knows what he's doing. And even though I could be angry that I fell, there was a reason why. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I think what, what we want to talk about here a little bit is fasting the interesting thing why would Jesus tell us to fast it, is it just so that we don't eat food is it just to teach us to be reliant upon him which I do believe it mm-hmm. is or is it to teach us to be present in the moment with him and I think the thing when you talked to me last week at church and I just so appreciated you sharing your passion of this fast has taught me to slow down to enjoy the moment I'm telling you right now somebody needs to hear this because you are on the same cycle we all are you are on that endless merry-go-round of one thing after another thing. I tell you, that is where the enemy, I think, has captured culture today and society today, is that ever-present momentum of life. Matter of fact, I think you know, of course you know because you're coming, but just in a few weeks we have our women's conference, which is called Exhale, because I felt like we need to teach women to exhale. We need to teach culture, society, humanity to stop. You know, the Bible's real clear where Jesus said, be still and know that I'm God. And there's a reason he said that to his children, because he knows there's something creative in all of us and productive in all of us that we will continue at this fast pace if we aren't intentional. So for you, Cynthia, this fast was, I'm going to be present with my children, present with my husband. God got your attention through a little slip in the shower. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about ways in your life that God's gotten your attention. How has he spoken to you? How has he moved in your life? How have you felt his promptings? I mean, I, I to narrow it down, I think the, the most relevant one for me is really my girls, right? Uh, my husband and I got married almost 16 years ago. We had a plan when we first got married, and we both said, we're going to wait five years to have kids. Well, everyone was having kids, and we, want, we got the baby bug, and so we tried for a very, very long time to have children. 
um, we came to you and we came mm-hmm. to Phil. Mm-hmm. We prayed over, you know, fertility. And it took a while. It took us five years to, to have our daughter. And through many miscarriages, and I think that that's something that's not mm-hmm. talked about a lot yeah. um, and a yeah. lot of pain, yeah. I finally had my daughter. I wish I could say I enjoyed my pregnancy. I was super cautious. I didn't even eat anything that I shouldn't be eating. Mm. I stopped working out, um, and my daughter was born. And I think I had to go through that to learn to trust the Lord that mm-hmm. it was his time. Because in retrospect, I look now, there was no way I would have been ready to have a child at that time. Our mm-hmm. schedules, my husband was working crazy hours. I was working a lot. We weren't ready spiritually to mm-hmm. be parents to our daughter at that mm-hmm. time. And I think God made us have that discipline and patience. Mm-hmm. As painful as it was, I I understand it now. Yeah. At the moment, I didn't, and yeah. I was very angry and frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that. And then three years later, you know, I had my baby, mm-hmm. and no fertility needed. Mm-hmm. So it really just kind of showed you that God had a plan, and yeah. we were trying to take matters into our own hands. Mm-hmm. And God gives doctors resources and knowledge to do all of this, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter yeah. because it wasn't the right time. Yeah. God had a plan for us. Yeah. God is in the wait, and we learn absolutely. So much and in the I wait. think that's the easiest way for me to mm-hmm. kind of show miracles. I mean, you know, my dad had stage four cancer. He was healed. Recently, you know, I thought I broke my my toe again. I was healed. And all of that was through strong prayer. Yeah. And I truly, truly believe that. Yep. Well, you know, um, I want to segue a little bit because although we're talking about miracles and and your story, um, you are um, the mother of two beautiful daughters and you're living in a a day that's, we were just having this conversation. So I want to touch on it. I want our listeners to hear this in our last few moments together. Let's talk a little bit about, um, the the day in with which we live right? right everything that's happened and i think it's all been expedited by the pandemic i think the pandemic both brought a lot of fear to us we know that as society but let me tell you what also it did it heightened our awareness that something's not right i like to say i think the enemy overplayed his hand and he captured us and he brought so much fear on the world and so much fear on society and humanity that i think we're all waking up you know it's, it's kind of like that scene where everybody's right. been in this sleep and then all of a sudden you start to see people move in slow motion and they're like, wait a minute, something's not right here. And that's the world we live today. So as a mom of two young girls, um, talk to us a little bit about the steps and maybe suggestions or wisdom right. for, that you and Ivan, your husband, have learned and how would you pour in and suggest to pour into young girls today? I think really just communication. Um, I grew up in a home that was very strict Catholic and a lot of that stuff wasn't talked about. You know, you just kind of did the routines, you followed the path, and if you did A, B, C, and D, you'd yield these results. Um, I was just mentioning to you a quote I saw that said, you know, the way our parents raised us, even though we turned out fine, mm-hmm. that world doesn't exist anymore. We have to do things differently. And asking those uncomfortable questions to my 10-year-old, as much as I don't want to, I've learned that if I want to continue to have a that open communication, I'm going to have to put myself in uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. and ask her questions because I can't shield them from right. the things that they're seeing, even at Disneyland yeah. or in public school. Yes. They're going to see things. And if I'm not having those conversations, somebody else is. Mm-hmm. And if I have those conversations or my husband has those conversations, we can add the biblical context. Yep. Whereas if somebody else does, mm-hmm. they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Where, when the pushback comes, because I know it is, I mean, the pushback's coming on, you know, you're just one of those either crazy Christian moms or overbearing or hovering or, you know, give them freedom to explore. Why can't they just explore? How do you respond to that? 
I think at the end of the day, we have to go back to the teachings of the Bible, mm-hmm. have those communications, and a lot of it has to be visualized conceptually to today's times. So giving them examples of things that they're seeing today and knowing that, hey, even though somebody's doing something that's not biblical, that doesn't mean that we're, we're not kind to that person. Right, we right. love that person, mm-hmm. right? And it's hard, and it's a, it's a hard line, but again, that communication, reading the Bible mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. is something that we've always done. My husband reads the Bible, and I pray with the girls, and they pray for their teachers, they pray for their cousins, they pray for their friends, they pray for their dogs and their pets, and so I think having that routine with them where they understand it's it's not a routine, it's part of our life, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the foundation, and going to church is mm-hmm. huge, being with their friends at church. You know, church, and I've said this to my husband, we, we've talked about this, going to church isn't gonna save you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. right? But just like when you play a sport, and I grew up playing sports, you gotta practice, right. and life is our game. That's so good. And practice makes us, church is our practice. Mm-hmm. We go, we hear the Bible, Great um, we understand the teachings. For me, I wasn't brought up in a home where we read the Bible every day and we read scripture and we break it apart. We read the Bible when we went to church. But for me, going to church and hearing that broken apart and being able to mm-hmm. digest it mm-hmm. is, is huge for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my practice. So then when I have to encounter those situations in life, it helps me explain that in a nine-year-old way or in a 10-year-old way and using examples. That's great. Well, guys, that was some really good wisdom. Let me just recap what you said. And every parent that's listening right now, the first thing you said that you, first of all, you have to be present with your kids. You know, you have to be able to talk to them and have open dialogue. And listen, I'm telling you, this is hard conversations. It's easier to bury your head in the sand, but don't do it. Ask them what they're seeing. Read their material at school. Ask them what their friends are doing. Talk about terminology that you're hearing. Be smart and talk to your kids. Number two, pray with your kids. That's brilliant. Let them know that there is a God out there that hears them and knows them. They have a heavenly father that protects them. And then I love what you said, go to church. I mean, that's your practice time. You're gonna go there, you're gonna learn, you're gonna sharpen your skills so that you can live another strong week out in the world. And guys, we have to be smarter. We have to have really, um, I like to call it the spiritual warfare. You know, we have to have the equipment, the tools, so that we can fight this battle. And these are conversations that we didn't have when I was growing up, or you were growing up. But they're conversations we have to have today. So, Cynthia, thank you for coming You're in. Welcome. What do you think? Your first podcast? Uh, Enjoy it? It was nerve-wracking, but you made it a lot more comfortable. I appreciate it. Well, guys, it's <laughs> all about, again, this fasting for miracles and having some spiritual disciplines in your life. So I want to encourage you, gosh, you can just reach out to me. You can always contact me at my, my website, TammyHotsonPillar.com. But remember, you can send me your prayer request at FastingForMiracles at gmail.com miracles at gmail.com and guys right now whether you're watching me on my youtube channel and you said hey i just that really hit home to me can you give me some more tools about raising my kids i'd love to hear from you or you can pick us up on our podcast so until next time thanks for being here you guys i appreciate it have a great day thanks cynthia god bless thanks for joining us today on tam talks you can find more resources and information at tammyhotsimpeller.com Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. We pray blessings and abundance over your life today. Until next time, stay safe and God bless.